Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Lamed Beis. We are up to Sif Memhei, which is the top line on page 110. The Mechaber says in Sif Memhei, Yitain kol parsha b'bayis shalosh. You should put each parsha of the shalosh into its bias. Shetehei zekufa mu'umer b'beisa. At the parsha, the cloth that the parsha is on should be standing up inside the bias. So the Shabur writes in Sivkotan Reish Yud Gimel, the top line on 110, Sekufa, The way that you would read it and the way that you place the Sefer Torah in the Aron Kodesh. If B'dyevid you put the parasha in, not upright, but rather in a lying down position, you should not pass the Tzulim because of this. Kain kasev abeis Yosef b'shem Hariven Chaviv v'chen kasev Abach v'ayin b'magen Avram v'nira demikom akom Allah habot tzarach l'sakin. But even though it's okay for now, but you need to fix it up for the future. The hainu sheyotziim v'yanichem kalocha. That means you should really take them out and then replace them in the correct way. Now, how do we know that if you put it in lying down, that it's okay with the Eved? So the note 250 tells us what we'll see later on today, anyway, in the Shir. But let's read note 250. Like it's very clear from that which we'll see in the Shulchan Aruch soon in Sif Mem Zayin. If a person, instead of doing what he's supposed to do, of writing the four parshios of the Shorosh on four separate klothim, he wrote all four parshios of the Shorosh on one cloth. The Nichon Ba'arabatim. And he folded it in such a way that he stuck in each parsha into its bias, but all attached to one cloth. Hareza Kosher. That's going to be Kosher. Apapisha Ba'openzem and Nichon Ba'korcho Vishkiva. Even though by placing the same cloth into four different batim and folding it the right way, it's going to end up going in in a lying position. That's going to be okay. And therefore we see that with the Eved, that way with the Eved, the, uh, it's going to be okay if it's in a lying position. Now let's continue. We are on page 110, and we are in Sif Nen Vav. So the Machaber says, The way we said before, and then Ahmed Hay, you should place the Parshios inside the Shorosh in a standing position. And now the Machaber tells us in Sif Nen Vav, the second line on 110, that the top line should be standing up on top. The Gilion Tachton Litzad Pehabatim. And the bottom part of the, of the Parsha should be facing the opening of the Batim. And you put in the top part first. And then the Ramah tells us, Virosha Parsha Yemunach Litzad Yemin The beginning of the Parsha should be on the right of the one who's facing the Tfilin, the one who would be the Kore. Shimbala Faschon Ulakaron. And if you would come to open it and read it, that it should be set up the way he would read it. Again, we're discussing here how you place the parshas in the in the shorosh. First, we said it should be in an upright position. Now we're saying it should have the top of the parsha on top, the bottom of the parsha on the bottom, where the opening is for the bottom. And it should be. We said yesterday that you roll it up from the end of the parsha towards the beginning. So you want the right side where where it would open to be on the right, so you could open it right away and read it if you are facing. The person putting on the tefillin should be put in such a way that if you had x-ray vision, you could see through the bottom, you see the little flap would be on the right side, so you could just roll it out and read it right away. Well, so the mission... What's, what's the point of it? You're not opening You're not opening but that's, that's the halacha. Says the Mishaburin, Sivkotan Reish Yud Dalad. 
If you're not going to have the parsha standing up in the way we're saying it with the top on top and the bottom on the bottom, then the letters are going to be standing upside down from one who's standing across and reading it, and that's inappropriate. The reason why the parsha should be there with the opening towards the right so it could roll out towards the left. Because we see the order of the way we place the parshios in the batim is also the way the person who's facing the one with the tefillin, who's called the kore, the one who would read it, the way he would take it out, the way he is standing, it goes through that order. In other words, mitchila parshas kadesha yemino, the person who's facing the one wearing the tefillin will see on his right the parsha of Kadesh, which is the, which is the first one written in the Torah. And then the second one to the right is parsha Parshas And then the Pirashi, you have Shema, and then Vahayim Shemoah, all klape, the one who's facing the one with the tefillin. That's how we order the four parshios. So the same way we order the four parshios that way, the way we put the klap is also klape that person, so he theoretically can open it up right away and begin to read. Therefore we want the end of the rolling, which is the beginning of the parsha, also to be the right across from the one who would theoretically read it, not the one wearing the tefillin. Now let's go weiter in the Mechaber in Sif Mem Zayin. Im kol ha'arba parshios now, as we just mentioned before, in the Shorosha we have four batim, you're supposed to write each of the four parshios on a separate cloth. But the Mechaber tells us now, if you wrote all four parshios on one cloth, it is kosher. Even if there's no space between them, they're all squished there on the one cloth. As long as you put some kind of string that's separating between the batim to show a separation. Shayad kosev ha'arba parshios b'klav echod. The tefillin shayad, where we have one bias in the shayad, we write all four parshios on one cloth. The golal osan miso from the tchilasan. Like we mentioned yesterday by the shorosh, you're going to wrap, roll it up from the end of the parsha, roll it towards the beginning of the parsha. The korech cloth alayim usa'ar egel. And like we mentioned yesterday by the tefillin shorosh, you wrap each of the parshios here, it's only one cloth, and you wrap it in a separate cloth. And you also put around it the hair of an eagle. We pointed out yesterday in the Ramah that since it's a machlok, it's what you put first, the hair around the cloth, and then the, the hair around the parsha, and the cloth around the hair, or the opposite, so the minigas do both. You put a hair around the parsha, then you wrap it in a cloth, and then you wrap it in another hair, so you say all shitas. Then the Makabra says, Umachnison bebeson kemosha rosh, and then you place the parsha in the you place all the parshas on the one cloth in the shayad, the same way you place it in the shorosh, like we just mentioned in the last sif, that fate, the kore who's facing the tefillin will have the end of the rolling up on his right side, so you can theoretically roll it out and read it. Im ksavam al-arva klothim. If he wrote the shayad, which is supposed to all be on one cloth, and he wrote it on four separate klothim, v'hinicham be'arba batim yotza. And he put it into four separate batim, in the shayad, he's yotzei. However, as long as or al arba as long as you are yatla, which Ramos says means yechasa, as long as you cover the the leather of the four batim, then it should look like one bias. In other words, we don't care that inside it looks like four batim, and you put four pages and four batim. As long as on top it looks like one bias, so you cover it over with one or to make it like one bias. 
And the Rambo says, the minog is to glue together the parshios. Right? Again, it's supposed to be all on one cloth. If you write the four parshios on four cloths, which you weren't really supposed to do, but it's okay if you did it, but the minog is then to glue them together. That way it would be like one cloth. But you should make sure that when you glue it, that you use a type of glue that comes from a kosher animal. So now let's see the Mishabura in Sikodon Reish Tazayim, which is the first wide line. It's going on that which the Machaber said that if you write the Shalyad, if you write the Shalrosh, I'm sorry, all on one cloth, it's kosher, even if there's no space between them. Ratzalomer means to say the kosher king kishiyesh revach beda parshios. Certainly if you wrote the four parshios of the Shalrosh and you left space between them, shiyuchal lechotcham, there you could just cut them. V'yishayir kidei hekev v'yil lechol achas dami. There you can cut them and have four separate klopim now and all the letters will be surrounded by the gvil because you have space there and that will be 100% fine. After the Eisak even though at the time of writing you wrote it as part of one klop but you can cut it afterwards it will be okay. But the Mechaber is telling us even if there's no space between them, it's still going to be okay. Because to Achronim, Apagad de Kishain Reva Fineyam Yemukrach Lamia Koparsha Bebeza Shalov is the Kifa Afilu Hakikasha. This is what we mentioned in the beginning of the Shir in No 250. The Achronim write that even though when there is no space between them and you have to put the four parshios on one cloth in the four bathrooms, you have to fold it over in such a way that they're going to be lying down in the bias instead of being standing upright, still that's going to be okay. He has the Kifa Ain Elo Mitzvah. That which we started with today, that you have to stand it upright in the bias, that's only for a mitzvah, that's for a better way to do it. But if it's lying down, because you wrote it all in one cloth and you have to stick it in with different folds, it's going to be in there, lying down, that also is going to be okay. Sifkotan Reish Zayin is going on that which the Mechaber said, that if you in fact make it one cloth being stuck into the four different parshios, the, the four parshios of the one cloth stuck into each bias, you also should have a string that's separating between the batim. Since you wrote all the parshios on one or, you have to separate it with either a sinew or a string. The same way that we are knowing to separate it with the hair between bias and bias. In order to make it recognizable that the bottom are really separate entities. But if you wrote the Shorosh properly on four separate Oros, then you're not required to put any kind of string or sinew between the bottom. There are those posts who say that in all cases you should put a separating sinew between the batim. That is how we should be knowing. Like we'll see tomorrow in Mitzvah Shem in Sif Nun Aleph. But the Taz writes, If you had the four parashos, then it's not that it's not required unless you have them all written on one cloth. Says the Mishabura Vaiter in Sifkotan Reishud Ches, this is going on, that which the Mechaber said that if you write the Tzvilin Shalyab, which is supposed to be on one cloth, if you wrote it on four clothin, and you put it into four batim yotzah, the kol shekeni menichem b'bayis echo, the tvei odif. Certainly if you put it all into one bias, it's even better, because it's really supposed to be in one bias. You put it into four, it's okay, but certainly if you put it into one. But then we said, as long as you cover the four with one big or on top of it, and the Roma ended all that the minog is to glue it together. So the Meshavur writes, it's a katan reish yutas, the minog, what Salomar means to say, 
if you put the four parshios all together into one bias, after bevada yotza, even though for sure you're yotze, mikomakom lechatchila mitzvah ledavkom. Still, there's a mitzvah lechatchila to glue the four parshios together inside the one bias of the shayad. Even though there is the mitzvah to write all four parshas of the shayad on one cloth, but in any case, if you already wrote the four klofim, that's already considered with the Eved. And in Mutter Lanichum Lechatchila. In those Eno Lechatchila, you should write it on one cloth, but if you already wrote it on four, then it's already considered that you did it already with the Eved, and it's Mutter Lechatchila to now put it in, in Bad Bikom Mikodim, if you group them together first. The Nimsa Tos Lepasha Revius. And if you found the mistake, let's just finish this halacha. The Nimsa Tos Lepasha Revius, if you found the mistake in the final Pasha, Mutter lekasa veklaf levad. You can write the fourth pasha on its own klaf. Afilu lechatchila uladbika, and then you can glue it together. So if you wrote all four pashas on one klaf and you realize that you made a mistake in one in the fourth one, you can cut out the fourth one, write it on a separate klaf, and then you can glue it together. Notice he says the fourth one because you're supposed to write the parshios in order. So it's the fourth one. If you made a mistake in the third, you can rewrite the third and the fourth. So if you made a mistake in the fourth one, you can rewrite it and then glue it together to the other the other three, which are on one cloth, because that makes it join together. Now there's an interesting note here, note two fifty one. He writes the cholzen v'duber kisha al kol ponem nichtava kol parsha klof shalim. This that we're discussing over here, that if you wrote the shayah, which is supposed to be on one cloth, you wrote it on four separate cloths, and it's going to be okay. That's only if each parsha was written on a complete cloth on its own. But you shouldn't write any one parsha on two cloths that are glued together. Because like we had already a discussion many days, that some sheet is all that gluing it together does not make it connected, and therefore it's not on the same cloth. However, but if you wrote it on one cloth and then the cloth ripped in half, but the tear uh, miraculously didn't rip through any of the letters, but it ripped in half. So then the Chazanish writes, Then you could glue together the cloth. So you can't write a parsha on a cloth that has two pieces glued together. But if you wrote the parsha on one cloth, and then it ripped, and it didn't rip any letters, so it didn't ruin any letters, and you glue it together, the Chazanish says that will be okay. And it's not considered like rewriting the parsha that it would be out of order if it happened to, you know, the second parsha, after you wrote the third and the fourth, it would be okay because the parsha never lost its, its status as a parsha. One more Mishnah in this Sif. Sifkotan Reish Chav, the Ramah said that Lachatila, one should be careful to glue it together with a kosher glue. Ratzalomer mi behemoth tahora, glue that comes from a kosher animal. The kosa be primigodim, the zerak la mitzvah, valuli kuva. Primigodim writes, this is only a dim lachatila for a mitzvah, it's not ma'akev, kevan da hadibuk ain't a ma'akev, memela ekpeda memedabek. Since the whole gluing is not ma'akev, it's only dim lachatila, so memela is not going to be ekpeda on what you use to actually, actually do the gluing. The mechaber continues in Sif Memches, the third to last line on page 110. If you covered the batten with gold or with the skin of a non-kosher animal, the tulin are puzzled. Says the Mishibura in Sifkata on Reish Chav Aleph over Or Pirish. What the Mechaber means to say is, Sha'asa or Mitchila mi Behemoth Tahora. 
you made the leathers initially, the batim, from the skins of a kosher animal. The achakach tzipa al oso or mibehematmeya. And then you covered up the or of the behematora with an additional layer of or of the behematmeya. Afilu hachi psulim. Even so, even though it's ardal kosher, you have passled it. The afilu chosach bimikom hashinin. Even if you cut out an area on the outer backs of the non kosher animal so you could see the shin through, shashin nire, still it's going to be passled. Vayan biralacha. Let's see one more halacha. And that is halacha memtes. Halacha l'moshim isinai shiyu tfilin nisparim begide behema chaya v'chaya tahorim. V'tov l'isvar begide shor. Now here we start with the discussion about the sewing of the batim together. And we'll, we'll continue with more tomorrow. But the Mechaber here tells us that halacha l'moshim isinai that the tfilin should be sewn together with the sinews of a kosher chaya or a kosher behema. And it's good to do the sowings with the sinews of a shore, begide shore. So the Mishavur explains it's a katan reish chav beis begide behema velochin meha meha okev shehem levanim. We take the sinews from the heel of the kosher animal because that's where they're white. The imheim koshim, and if they are very hard, mirakechim ba'avonim ad she also kipishton. We soften it up. With stones until they become soft like flax, the toven osam, the shosen osam, and we spin them and we intertwine them and we make them fit for the mitzvah of sewing together the tefillin. V'dasa magen Avram besov sifkaton samelvav the bo'inan bazeh hatfiel b'shma. So the magen Avram writes that this tefillah that you're doing of the sinews that you want to use for sewing together the parshios that should be done l'shma. However, they take issue with this. They say that it does not have to be done l'shma. Sifkadon reish chav gimel. It said we. I said if you use the sinews from a kosher animal, afilu minavelos utrefa shalem. Like we've seen already many times, that the requirement is to use a kosher animal, even if that animal itself is not kosher. Even if it's a nevela, which is the animal died without shechita, or it's a trefa, you shut it and you found something wrong with it, uh, you know, something that would, would have killed it within, within a certain amount of time. So it's a nevela or a trefa, which you wouldn't be able to eat that animal, but the leathers would still be okay to write the tefillin on, and the sinews would be okay also to sew the tefillin with, because that's considered from a kosher animal, since that min of an animal is kosher. And then we ended off the Mechab and we said that it's good to sew it with the Gidim of a shore. Vim Elo Yikach Megide Behemadaka. If you don't have the Gidim of a shore, you should take the Gidim of another small animal. Aval Mitmeya Afilu Bidi Ebed Pasel. But to take the Gidim from an animal that is not kosher, from a tummy animal, that even the other is going to be Pasel. And then the Mishabura ends off with a very interesting Shiloh. And that is Vitzarach Ian Imutr Litzpur Begidanosha. Now, the famous Gid that we know about, the Gid Anosha, which is Asr to eat, right? From Pasha Yishlach, when Yaakov was hit by the Malach from the Gid Anosha, it's Asr. So what about using the Gid Anosha as the Gid that you're going to sew together your tefillin? Now, if you look at note 253, he explains a suffix, a very, very interesting Shiloh. He says, The different sides of the doubt that the Akronim have is as follows. On the one hand, we should say it is similar to a kashra animal that you found to be a nevela, you found it dead, or you found it to be a trefa. Even though that animal itself you can't eat, it's a nevela or a trefa, but it's still considered from the type that's mutter to eat. 
because it's from a cow. A cow is much to eat. It happens to be this cow you can't eat because it's a nevela, but it's a type of animal that you could eat. That's why nevelas and shavas of kosher animals are okay. Sharei mimin behemah tahorein, because they're from a type of behemah that's tahor. Nevela, a geranosha could be the same thing, because a geranosha comes, could come from a kosher animal. So therefore, even though you can't eat a geranosha, you can't eat a nevela either. But you're allowed to use the sinews of a nevela, so maybe that's a tzad that you should be able to use the sinew, the geranosha. Because even though you can't eat it, but it's from an animal that you could eat. It's from a kosher animal. Or maybe not. Maybe the only reason why it's okay to use a cow that's in the vela because cows could be eaten. This one happens to be in the vela, but cows could be eaten. Geranosha could never be eaten. So maybe it's different. On the one hand, that's part of a kosher animal. That's a that would be okay. On the other hand, usually a kosher animal is mutter to be eaten. But here, this part of it is la'olam asr ba'achila ve'aim both tzad heter achila la'olam and that actual part of the animal again Anosha never has a tzad heter achila and therefore maybe ain't no minamutu b'fiyuch l'klal maybe it's not considered minamutu b'fiyuch at all ma'ashe'en came in the veil of the trefos which is not the case by the veil of the trefos she'mikra hu shigarim l'hem l'hei asr something happened that they became asr but they're not be'etzim asr they just happened to be asr in this case u'bigidu le'hektesh b'er tzad nosef l'heter he has another tzad to maybe be matir. Shekevan sheyesh gedanosha shasa kosher. He says there is a time that a gedanosha will have a time that is mutter ba'achila. Sherei uber hanimsa b'me'eimo gido mutter. A baby that is found inside the mother when the mother is shechted, the gedanosha that animal is mutter. Shegid shalom nitter b'shritas imo. The gid of an embryo is mutter with the shrita of its mother. Asher alkein mutter litforbo. And therefore maybe that will be a tzad. To lean like a nevela shreifa, the geranosha in this case happens to be aser, but the geranosha in general of a kosher animal is sometimes kosher, like in that scenario, and therefore maybe it would be okay. That's um, an interesting uh, suffix. Okay, let's begin the next sif. Sif nun. So the Machabe writes in sif nun, the last line on page 110, Yehudi. One should not purchase. Again, we're talking about, we're in the last line of 110, when a person is purchasing his gidim to sew up his tefillin, he should not purchase them from non-Jews. Mishum dechayshinan shelma shel behemat Because we're concerned that maybe these gidim that he's buying from uh, Goy, maybe they're from a non-kosher animal, which you're not allowed to use. And then the Machaber says on the top of Nunvav, Mekom she'en gidim mitsuyim, tofren betali adorosh, in places where there are no gidim, you can't find any sinews, you can use the tali adurush, sha'osim and klap, which is basically, the Mishabur explained, it's just small strands of klap, that you cut them very small and make them into strings. Achi is damnulahem gidim, until you come up with gidim, really you're supposed to use sinews, in a place where you don't have sinews, so then you could use little strands of klap that you cut off until you uh, get the sinews that you need. So the Mishabur writes in the bottom of page 110, it's the cotton reish chafei, he gets involved in the famous discussion of Kol Kavua Kemeltzal Meltzadami and Kol Parish Meruva Parish. So let's see the Mishavur how he says it. So we said in the Machaber again that you should not buy Gidin from an Eino Yehudi because we're worried maybe it's from an Akosher animal. V'dafka k'shu holech lobatei hanochrim liknos mehem Gidin. This is specifically going to be usher when you go to the guy's house to buy the Gidin. So you have to know two things for this really to be usher. Number one is that you have to know that some goyim 
take Gidim from non-kosher animals, right? If there's no chashash and no one uses non-kosher animals, it's not a problem. Only if there's a chashash that some people, even though it's a niyat, use the Gidim of non-kosher animals for different things, so they have non-kosher Gidim, and you go to the guy's house, then lochein Then even though most goyim even take out the sinews from a kosher animal, Since you're going to the guy when he's kavu in his house, ain even though the robe is kosher, we don't go bust the robe when you go to a place which is kavu, which is set. That's the the famous brisa of the nine kosher stores and one non-kosher store and you go to the stores and you're not sure which store you got it from so then we say since you got it from the store even though majority is kosher we say still kol kavua it's 50-50 you don't go bust the robe and you wouldn't be allowed to eat it but again if you found the meat somewhere else right then we say kol the parish anything that was removed meruba parish it was removed from the majority so here also the Mishiburu continues and says aval im ha'ove gilubim hevi lashuk but if the guy brought it to sell, not in his house, he brought it to the marketplace to sell, then mutter liknos mimenu, then you would be allowed to buy from him. Shekevan sheperash mikviuso, since he uprooted himself from his kvius, he left his house, amrinan called the parish miruba parish. We say anything that's removed, it's from the majority, and therefore the majority is from kosher animals, and therefore will be okay. Unless they're selling it in the market in a store. Because then the store is their kvias. The same way you can't buy it in their house, because that's their kvias. If they bring it to a store and sell it, that would be their kvias in the store. And then you revert back to the same problem of kol kavua, kemelza al melza dami. Furthermore, the Mishnah Buddha says, in the last few words on the page, If you don't know of anyone that takes it from a behemoth meya, then you could buy it from them so there's two ways where it's mutter totally since most people are certainly using the gidim of kosher animals whatever they're doing so if the guy is not stationed in his house or in a store but he's just walking around the market selling it you're allowed to buy it because they always say kol parish meruba parish and even if in one of the other scenarios where he's kavua if you know that you don't know of anyone that uses the behemoth tamea, it's also mutter, because then you don't even know if you have any sa'at ta'asr. Gam ke mutter luknes mehem b'cholinyan. Sherov gidin heim behemoth tahoros. Because most gidim are from behemoth tahoros. Ach kol zed begidin she'einan tvuyin. But the Mishabura ends off on the second line in Nunvav, and he says this is all talking about sinews that were not spun. About begidin tvuyin, but gidin that were spun, then it's us to buy from the Goyim. Even if you know for a fact it's from a kosher animal, but it was spun by the guy, you can't buy it from him. Because since the using the sinews is part of the Allah Mushim Sinai, the Tfilin, anything that's Allah Mushim Sinai must be done the Shema. And therefore, the spinning of the Gidim is the Asiyah. And goyim are not shy to do the shema, and therefore, even if you know from a kosher animal, if it was spun by the goy, you can't use it because it's lacking in the shema. This is not so posh. We already wrote that the al yirab and the primigodim take issue with this, whether it, in fact you need it to be spun the shema or not. Let's stop here. The mitzvah will finish the sif tomorrow, and we'll finish finally similar days tomorrow. It's been uh, over a month. We've been similar days. We'll move on to Mitzvah Shem to other Hilchos Tzulun 
very nagea halachos. We'll see soon see about the difference between tefillin Shabrashi and Rabbeinu Tam and other interesting hilchos tefillin Yashikaya. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daf in Shas, including Myra McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.